Let's praise the Lord this morning. He's worthy. Praise the Lord. Let's magnify Him. What an awesome presence of the Lord has been in this place today. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you will turn in your Bibles with me uh, to 2 Samuel chapter 12. 2 Samuel chapter 12. And uh, we'll begin with verse 1. It is exciting to be a part of grace. And uh, man, the service so far has been absolutely wonderful. I'm excited about what God has in store for this service. And uh, I don't know if you know it, I say it all the time, but I mean it. We serve an awesome God. He truly is great. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I have a uh, message this morning. It may be a little bit different uh, than uh, you may have heard before, maybe not, um, but I want you to tune your ear to what the Word of God has to say to us today. Second Samuel chapter 12, beginning with verse 1, And the Lord sent Nathan unto David, and he came unto him and said unto him, There were two men in one city, the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had exceeding many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing save one little ewe lamb, which he had bought and nourished up, And it grew up together with him and with his children and did eat of his own meat and drank of his own cup and lay in his bosom and it was unto him as a daughter. And there came a traveler. Everybody say, a traveler. And there came a traveler unto the rich man and he spared to take of his own flock and of his own herd to dress for the wayfaring man that was come unto him. But he took the poor man's lamb and dressed it for the man that was come to him. And David's anger was kindled greatly against the man. And he said unto Nathan, As the Lord liveth, that man hath done this thing, shall surely die. Notice that he shall surely die. And he shall restore the lamb fourfold. Because he did this thing and because he had no pity. I want to speak to you for a little while this morning about a traveler, simply a traveler. Let's pray one more time, if you would, and ask that God would anoint and bless the rest of this service. Father, we believe in you today. We trust in you today, and there are hearts and souls in this place today that need the Word of God, and they need the power of God, and we pray that you would anoint the service. Anoint the lips of clay, anoint the mind, God, to deliver Your Word and the Spirit of truth. We pray today for the truth of the Word of God and the power of the Word of God to be applied to our lives, that we not be hearers only of the Word, but also doers of the Word of God. We believe in You, we trust in You, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise and then you may be seated. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. As way of introduction this morning, I want to talk to you a little about a little while about a traveler. Webster's dictionary defines the word traveler as one that goes on a trip or a journey. Simply one that goes on a trip. They're on a journey. They're traveling around the world. There's uh, books about traveling. There's, uh, there's 
uh, stories about traveling. There's one, uh, a popular story about uh, traveling around the world in 80 days. It's about traveling. It's, it's not being at home. It's, it's simply going around and traveling. And our text this, this, that I read a few moments ago, the prophet Nathan has been sent by God to King David. And we'll get into the reason why he was sent in just a moment. But the prophet Nathan begins to tell a story. He begins to relate to King David a story. And there is some debate as to whether or not this is simply a parable or if it's a true story or if it's something that was just based on a true story. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. But uh, the Nathan the prophet begins to tell King David about two men in a country. And one of them was very wealthy and had uh, great herds of sheep and had a lot of, a lot of substance and there was another man that was perhaps a neighbor that lived close by that only had one little lamb. And a traveler came. A traveler showed up. And this rich man went and instead of getting a lamb out of his own flocks, he went and got this poor man's lamb and he dressed it and he cooked it for uh, his traveler. And he fed that traveler from this poor man's lamb. And, and when King David heard this story, he gets angry. And he makes this statement that we'll get to in a few moments, Lord willing. But he says, first of all, he's going to die. And second of all, he'll restore fourfold. When I read that, it brought to mind how would he restore fourfold if he was dead? The reason why this story was being told, the reason that Nathan was even in front of King David is because of a sin that King David committed. You see, in the cool of the evening one day, the Bible says in the evening tide, King David gets on the roof. He gets on a, he goes to the balcony. He goes to a place where he can overlook the city of Jerusalem. He goes to a place that was comfortable. He goes to a place that he was used to. And when King David was walking to this place, he had no intentions of doing anything wrong. He had no intention of being caught off guard. He had no intention of that. But as much as this parable or this story that Nathan told is a type of what happened to King David, and that's why David could, uh, could uh, relate to it so, so well, and that's why King David knew exactly what Nathan was talking about, is because in this story the same thing happened. There was a man, a rich man, that was unprepared for a traveler. You see, the traveler caught him off guard. Why would this rich man perhaps... Uh, perhaps his neighbor was his friend. Why would he go and take his friend's lamb knowing that this friend loved that lamb, knowing that that friend uh, uh, cherished that lamb, knowing that the kids of that, of that next door neighbor loved this little lamb as their pet? Why would he do that? Can I submit to you this morning and just perhaps that perhaps the rich man was so caught unaware of the traveler he was so caught off guard by the traveler, perhaps his great flocks, though he had them, were too far away. Perhaps they weren't close enough to his house. Perhaps they were in a pasture and across the road or maybe down the way or, or maybe this traveler showed up in the middle of the night. And the rich man thought, I'm, 
I'm unprepared for a traveler. I'm caught off guard from this traveler and I don't have time in the darkness to go out and try to find one of my little lambs but I I happen to know where a little lamb is at. And I can go and take that little lamb and dress that little lamb for my traveler. (coughs) Excuse me this morning. I am fighting a little bit of stuff so if you'll bear with me uh, this morning. So perhaps that's what happened. The rich man that night as as he was preparing for bed or or that evening no doubt had no intention of going to his neighbor's house and stealing that lamb. He had no intention of becoming the enemy of his neighbor. He had no intention of having judgment pronounced upon him from King David for his actions. But what he was not prepared for was a traveler. He was simply not prepared for the traveler. And a traveler showed up in the darkest time. A traveler showed up when he was least prepared. The traveler came. The traveler never gave him a warning. He didn't call him on the phone. He didn't send him a text message. There was no email saying, I'm on my way. Or surely the rich man would have gone into his own flock and retrieved a lamb to dress for the traveler. But you see, he got caught unexpected. The traveler was unexpected. The traveler was hungry. You see, when the traveler shows up, he's hungry. When the traveler has been out on his journey, when the traveler has been on his trip, when the traveler has been walking around, going around the world, when he's been traveling, he shows up and he's hungry and he desires something to eat and even to the point where he begins to demand something out of us. He began to demand of this rich man, don't you realize that I've been journeying? Don't you realize that I've been on this trip? Don't you realize that that I've not eaten well in a while and so I demand of, of you to prepare me something to eat to sustain me? And so he demanded of this rich man, I need a meal, I need a meal. And the rich man being unprepared then had to do what he, uh, what he could do the best he could in a pinch. And he couldn't get to his flocks and he couldn't get to his sheep. So he went to the lamb of the poor man and there he prepared a meal for a traveler. Find it interesting The rich man thought he was going to get away with what he did. But it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Judgment was pronounced. And perhaps it is uh, a parable, but for the sake of this message uh, today, uh, bear with me. But there was a traveler that showed up. And who is the traveler? Who's the traveler? I want to read Job 1, Job chapter 1. We're going to read verse 6 and 7. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down it. 
Satan had been traveling. Satan had been walking throughout the world. Satan had been uh, going to and fro in the world and traveling around to find those that he may devour. Turn to 1 Peter 5 and verse 8. And the Bible says, I've lost it. Oh, here we go. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, travels about seeking whom they may devour. Satan is traveling. Satan is walking around. He is traveling seeking to devour. Satan this morning is hungry. Satan this morning is traveling. He's walking. He's moving about and he's hungry. He's seeking to devour something. And so in the story in 2 Samuel, when in, in chapter 11 if you want to read it, where King David is standing on the rooftop, unintentional, that he did not intend to do uh, what he was fixing to do. He never dreamed that being up there that evening would cost him what it was fixing to cost him. He never knew the hurt and the pain that it was fixing to cause. But as he stood on that roof that evening, he was unprepared for a traveler that showed up. And as he looked out over that balcony and he looked through Jerusalem, he saw a young lady bathing and her name was Bathsheba. And a traveler showed up. Satan walks up beside him and begins to tempt him and begins to to speak to him and and begins to formulate a plan with him. And and David wasn't, wasn't prepared for that. In fact, David was not even where he should have been. You see, David should have been at battle. David shouldn't have been in Jerusalem. All of the army was gone out to be in battle. And you'll remember that because later in the story, King David calls for Uriah. But David found himself in his relationship with God in a place he shouldn't have been. He found himself in a place in his relationship with God where he wasn't as close to God as he should have been. He wasn't prepared with the power of God to to move away from or to handle the traveler when he showed up. And so as King David stood there and as he saw Bathsheba, he began to formulate and began to work in his mind a plan to get Bathsheba brought to him. And, And instead of walking away, instead of saying, God, help me with this situation, instead of saying, I shouldn't be here, I should be with the troops right now and walking off of that roof and going back into the palace and forgetting what he saw, the traveler showed up and he began to formulate and he began to devise a plan that would bring a downfall to him. It's when the traveler shows up. He was serving God. He was doing right. He was living the best he could, but a traveler. And if we allow ourselves, if we allow ourselves to fall into a place a lethargic place in our relationship with God. When we stop praying, when we stop fasting, 
when we, when we don't engage the Word of God and we don't engage the power of God and when we stop worrying about uh, being faithful to the house of the Lord and when we stop worrying about giving to the Lord and when we stop worrying about serving God, we become unprepared. We become uh, uh, in a state, we get into a state where we're not ready for when Satan shows up uh, and we never intend to. And it always happens when it seems inconvenient. Uh, and much like the rich man, you get caught off guard. Uh, but Satan Satan shows up uh, and he does, demands something. Uh, he demands stuff out of your life. Uh, he demands to consume something uh, that is precious uh, and that is dear. Uh, he'll take your peace. Uh, he'll take your peace of mind. Uh, he takes your joy. He takes your happiness. Uh, he takes fulfillment. Uh, he takes blessing. Uh, he'll take your mental state. Uh, he'll take your life. Uh, he'll take your family. When the traveler shows up, uh, he's hungry and he demands to be fed and he'll catch us at the times when we least expect it we'll we'll, he'll catch us at the time where it seems like we're serving God and we're doing good and we don't even realize uh, that we've slipped into a place where we shouldn't be and we allow we allow these things to happen kind of unknowingly we're kind of unknowingly Saul allowed himself to slip into a place spiritually that he should have never been. And when the time came, he committed a, He offered the sacrifice instead of waiting for Samuel. Look at the attitude that Cain allowed himself to get into about Abel's and his sacrifice. And he wound up killing Abel. Sin was lying at the door. God told him the very, that very thing that sin's waiting at the door. In other words, Cain, there's a traveler standing outside and he's knocking. The traveler is standing. He's been going around the world seeking whom he can devour. And he's standing at your door, Cain, and he's knocking. And if you don't do right, Cain, he's coming in and you're not prepared. He will take things out of your life. He demands. He's hungry. And it'll cost you. It'll cost you. It will cost you to host the traveler. He will always take more than you thought. Maybe this rich man thought that I'll just just get this one little lamb and I'll make it up to the guy, my next door neighbor. But what he didn't realize uh, is that when his judgment was pronounced, uh, it cost him his life plus fourfold. It cost him his life plus fourfold for the traveler to be there. All the rich man expected it to cost him was that one little lamb. It was just going to cost me this. But instead it cost me my life plus fourfold. When the traveler shows up, it will cost you more out of your life than what you expect. You can't say, but Brother Merrill, all I'm going to do is live this way. All I'm going to do is live like this. All I'm going to do is allow this one thing into my life. I'm going to allow this one thing into my family. 
I'm going to allow this one thing into my home. Oh, listen to me, folks, this morning. It's going to cost you more than just that one thing. It's going to cost you more than you're expecting. It's going to cost you more than you're anticipating. I will tell you this morning, I have witnessed in my short lifetime, I have witnessed people that have allowed one thing. Oh, it wasn't even gross sin, but they have allowed one thing into their life. And they say it's not that bad but the next thing you know it's cost them their family the next thing you know it's cost them their relationship with God the next thing you know it's cost them their livelihood it's cost them their marriage I'm telling you this morning we cannot entertain the traveler you can give no place to the traveler because it will always cost you more than you expect Jesus talked about this concept. Do you know that? Let's turn to Luke. Twenty, verse uh, chapter eleven, verse twenty-four through twenty-six. Brother Murphy preached an awesome sermon on this several years ago. And when the unclean spirit, when the traveler is gone out of a man and he walketh through the dry places he travels and seeking rest and finding none he saith this is the, this is the unclean spirit speaking I will return unto my house whence I came out in other words where I just left I'm, I'm coming back to that person and when he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished. And he goeth, and he taketh to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in, and they dwell there. And the last state of the man is worse than the first. What's puzzling about that scripture to me? What's mind-boggling about that scripture to me? is that when that unclean spirit begins to travel, when the traveler is gone out of your life, when you have been filled with the Holy Ghost, when you have been baptized in Jesus' name and you've been delivered by the power of God from the bondage of sin, that, that, that spirit begins to travel and it goes around the world, goes around wherever they go. And he looks for a place to rest. And if he can't find any, he's coming back. The traveler is coming home. But what's so mind-boggling to me about that scripture is that when the traveler came back home, he found the home swept and garnished. Where was the blood. Why was the home swept and garnished and clean? Where was the blood at? Why wasn't the blood sprinkled all over that home? Why wasn't the blood that Jesus shed 
put on the doorpost? Why wasn't the blood covering that home? Where was the Holy Ghost at? There was nobody home and that spirit could move back into that place uh, because that man uh, that Jesus is referring to uh, in this story, even though it's not a literal person, he's talking to mankind, but they, they, they found a place uh, where they were not expecting the traveler. And when the traveler showed up, there was no Holy Ghost in that man anymore. There was no blood of Jesus on the doorpost. There was no blood of Jesus in that home. It found it clean and garnished and swept. If we apply and continually apply the blood of Jesus into our life, if we stay full of the Holy Ghost, uh, then when the traveler comes, he can't find a lodging place in our heart. He can't move into your life. He can't get into your life because you are full of the Holy Ghost uh, and the traveler cannot live where the Holy Ghost is at. I find it perplexing that he showed up and it was clean and dry. There was no blood. There was no blood. The traveler comes in many forms. I want everybody to listen real quick. Young people, don't think that when the traveler shows up, he's got little pointed horns on his head and a forked tail that's carrying a pitchfork. The traveler can show up and he can be cute or she could be pretty. Young people, I might get into pastoring just a tad. Just because he's cute and just because she's pretty, don't let Satan use them as a traveler, to steal your relationship with God. Don't let your guard down. Don't do it. You may think it's fun for a moment. It can be anything. Drugs, alcohol, premarital sex. It's all a sin. I don't care how you slice it. And it will destroy your life, I'm telling you. I am telling you. I'm telling you. Older folks, don't think you're exempt. Satan don't just show up for young people. He shows up for older folks too. I ain't going to say old. Brother Alexander, you're not too old. When the traveler shows up, he can show up and take any shape, any form, any circumstance, any problem, any situation. 
He can take on any form that he wants, and he will catch you when you're least prepared. He will catch you off guard. He is out to destroy your family. He is out to destroy your home. He is out to destroy your marriage. He is out to destroy your kids. He's out to destroy your relationships. He's out to destroy your mind. He's out to destroy your soul. He's out to destroy your life. Uh, Satan does not show up to bring anything good to you, uh, but he shows up uh, to destroy and to tear down and to damage uh, and to cause problems. Uh, Don't give place uh, to the traveler. Don't welcome him in uh, to your home. Stay full of the Holy Ghost uh, and let God uh, into your life. uh, And the traveler will have no power. The traveler show up, he can be a financial situation. Try to destroy your home. Try to destroy your family, your marriage, your kids. can be anything when the traveler comes. But there's another traveler that I want to talk about. I struggled with the title of this message. That's why it wound up simply being a traveler. I had more titles I wanted to call it. But Satan isn't the only traveler. Satan isn't the only one that travels around looking. In fact, if you will read in John 10, verse 10, the Bible says, The thief cometh not, but for to kill, or to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I am come. I have traveled from heaven. I have left the heavenly abode. I have come from a place of glory and a place of honor that I might bring you life uh, and that you might have life uh, even more abundantly. Uh, Jesus is also traveling this morning and He is not looking uh, to destroy, but He is looking uh, to give this morning. He's looking to build this morning. Hallelujah. Jesus is traveling. Uh, Let Jesus in. Where Satan takes from us, Jesus said uh, He wants to give to us. Uh, Where Satan destroys uh, out of our life, uh, Jesus wants to restore it uh, into our life. Uh, Where Satan kills, uh, Jesus said, uh, I'm going to give you life uh, and I'll give it to you abundantly. Where Satan, uh, when he shows up, uh, will cost you uh, something out of your life. Uh, Jesus himself uh, paid the ultimate price uh, so he wouldn't cost you anything. It's when the traveler shows up, uh, Satan comes to destroy, uh, and we don't give him place in our life. uh, But when Jesus shows up uh, and he begins to knock uh, on your door, uh, oh, let him in, uh, let him in, let him in. uh, Hallelujah. (coughs) Jesus also travels and knocks on the door of our hearts. Uh, He also knocks on the door of our lives, uh, and He desires for us uh, to allow Him in. Uh, And when He comes in, He fills our lives with His Spirit. Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. So this morning, I've come to deliver 
a warning in one part of this message that we must always keep our guard up for Satan to show up into our lives. We've got to keep our guard up for Satan to show up. He'll come in the, in the, in the most uh, innocent little form sometimes. He comes sometimes and catches us off guard. But I also want to give you some hope today. It doesn't matter where your life is at. It doesn't matter how your life is going. It doesn't matter the circumstance of your life. Uh, There's a traveler. There's a person. uh, There's a spirit uh, that has come from glory. And he's standing here today. uh, And on your heart's door, he is knocking. uh, And he is hoping that you'll let him in. uh, And he'll begin to clean out uh, and begin to sweep uh, and to begin to uh, rearrange your life. and the trouble in your life uh, and the circumstance in your life uh, and He will clean you all up uh, and then He will take His blood and He will begin to apply it. Uh, He'll apply it to your soul uh, and He'll wash your sins away. He'll apply it to your heart uh, and to your mind uh, and He'll wash away your failures uh, and your transgressions uh, and your trespasses uh, and the next thing you know uh, you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Uh, And then the Bible says... uh, that he'll fill you uh, with his spirit uh, and the next and you're full uh, of the holy ghost uh, and then uh, no spirit uh, can come against you uh, except it go through god uh, because greater is he uh, that's in you uh, than he uh, that is in the world uh, let jesus in uh, let jesus in today uh, he's a traveler and he desires uh, to live in your heart Oh, I feel the power of the Holy Ghost here this morning. Let God speak to somebody this morning. When Satan shows up, he likes to catch you unaware. When Jesus shows up, he likes to make you aware. He wants you to know he's there. Satan has to show up slick. Like somebody used to say, on the down low. He can't show up, announce himself, because you wouldn't give him credence. You wouldn't allow him in. But when Jesus shows up, have you felt the presence of God here today? When he shows up, when Satan show, when Jesus shows up, he wants you to know he's there. In fact, he told us he would always be there when he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Jesus saying, I'm always going to be there for you. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, when Jesus shows up, uh, he announces his presence. Uh, he announces his arrival. But he will also show up uh, in the dark times of your life. Uh, he will show up in the hard times of your life. But he never comes demanding anything from you. In fact, uh, the opposite is true uh, when he comes and tries to give to you. Instead of taking something from you, Jesus gives to you. When Satan showed up to the rich man, it cost him his life plus fourfold. When Jesus shows up, he gives Abundant life. Isn't that amazing? Don't let Jesus be a traveler. I'm going to make up a new word here. I look for it in the dictionary. It's not in Webster's. 
Therefore, it cannot possibly be a word. If it's not in Webster's, it's not a word. Don't let Jesus just be a traveler in your life. Don't let Jesus show up for a Sunday and then be done with him until next Sunday. Don't let Jesus just be a traveler. But rather let Jesus be an inhabitor. Let Jesus live. Let Jesus dwell in your life. Jesus brings abundant life. Jesus brings power. Jesus brings good things. Jesus brings anointing. When Jesus comes into your life, your life gets better. May not be perfect, but it's better. I've never met anybody that regretted serving God. So don't let Jesus just be a traveler. Let him inhabit your life. Let him move into your life. Let him bless your life. Let him bring power to your life. Let him bring anointing to your life. Because there is a traveler that seeks to destroy, but not Jesus. If you'll stand with me this morning. There are people here today. You may not even realize it. You may not know it. You may not know it. Feel a strong unction right now in the Holy Ghost. God wants to speak to somebody. But you don't even know the state that you're in. You don't realize that much like King David, that much like the rich man, you have entered a state or a place that you should not be spiritually. Just like King David who thought he had everything okay between him and God. The man after God's own heart, he thought everything was okay, but he was deluded. Everything between him and God was not where it should have been. He was not where he should have been. And there's somebody in this building this morning, you think that between you and God, everything's okay. You honestly do. And you don't know and you don't realize and that's what I'm here this morning trying to tell you. Is that a traveler is coming if he's not already there to destroy your life, to destroy your marriage, to destroy your family. But that's not the end of the story. That's not the totality of the message. 
Because Jesus is here today. Jesus, the power of God, is here today. And if you have allowed yourself, even unknowingly, slip away from where God wants you to be, then I want to let you know that Jesus is here today. And He wants to come back into your heart. And He wants to apply that blood again. And He wants to fill you again with the power and the glory of the Holy Ghost. Uh, Hallelujah. And if you're here this morning and you've never never had the experience uh, of being filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, uh, I want to let you know this morning that Jesus is here and the gospel is for whosoever will. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter your life. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter your financial bracket. Jesus is here today and He loves you and He desires you and He wants to move into your life and to make your life better. (coughs) Let's worship the Lord for a moment. Hallelujah. Let's pray, folks, for just a few moments. Let's pray that God would move the way He desires, that we would be open-hearted and open-minded to the power of God. Hello, 